This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 44. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. And this is Brett Hurst. And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is the podcast designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Why Why are you you laughing at me? Why do you say it like that? Because it's the podcast. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's what we always say. That's why podcast. I'm saying it. Right. <laughs> so today we have a tip of the day before we jump into our content. And I want to recommend a website called Leaders Book Summaries. And for those of you like me who are really geeky about reading lots of leadership material, this is a great website. I think it's like $5 a month for a membership. And really they will they, they peruse all of the great leadership books that are out there and they condense it into these summaries that are like, you know, 10 page summaries or whatever. And you get like two or three a month sent to your email address. And it's just a very cool thing because who's got time to right. read all of these leadership books? <clears throat> so uh, that and they was. They have two versions, like a. Yeah, they've got like a nutshell summary, which is even tighter. more condensed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But the website is studyleadership.com. And again, that is Leaders Book Summaries. And we just wanted to recommend that because I like it very much. Very, very good. So today's episode is called Lessons in Leadership. Oh, boy. Ooh. Which may not sound like anything related to marriage at all, but believe it or not, it is. Well, do tell. (laughs) I'd like to know. As you know, Brett Hurst, I make it a habit to read and study about leadership. I'm quite geeky on that. Yes, you're reading quite a lot of books. Yes, books, blogs, articles, podcasts, and such. And recently, I've been thinking about how a lot of leadership principles can apply very well to marriage. I I was going to say if you turn it on its head, but you really don't turn it on its head. You just apply it to a different area of life. Okay. And so that's what we're going to do today is talk about some leadership lessons that, um, you know, these are pretty universal when you read any leadership book and you come up with these kind of qualities. But when you adopt them into marriage, I think they even take on a new meaning. So the first thing I wanted to unpack, leadership lesson number one. What is it? Are you ready? I'm ready. Leaders are farsighted. Farsighted. Yes. Now, Hmm. I'm not talking about 2020 vision. Good, because I have like a stigmatism or something. It's, I do as well. Uh, in fact, I don't have my glasses on right now, and I may completely misread this. But I mean, leaders like to envision the future. They have a clarity of vision, and they can communicate a successful future, which is part of what draws people to want to work with them. Mm-hmm. They have a sense of purpose, being able to look beyond the here and now. Mm-hmm. And this is a tremendous asset that leaders have, but that is also an asset in marriage. Because you have clarity and vision. And think about what it is you want to build. And so I remember when you and I were first married, mm-hmm. I think about that first two years and I go, I didn't I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> like I I mean, not only did I not was not visionary. <laughs> All I really knew was that I wanted to stay married, but I had no plan, no tools, nothing much to bring to the table. But you had the want to, so I'm glad that you wanted to stay married. But that's about all I had. Considering I was your husband. (laughs) But, um, you know, when you can envision the future that you desire for your marriage, Mm -hmm. 
then you're on track to creating that future. Okay. And, of course, we can't predict everything that will happen. But as you always say, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Right. And so I think this idea of being farsighted in marriage is a good thing, you know, beginning with the end in mind Mm -hmm. and thinking about, well, what do we want the next five years to look like? Mm -hmm. What do we want things to be like when we've been celebrating our silver anniversary? Yeah, and what you're saying is you can't control the curveballs that are going to come your way in life. Mm -hmm. Nobody can predict some of the bizarre things that can happen to you over the course of a relationship, particularly a married life together. But if you plot out a course, it is true in a lot of cases that you can look back after 5, 10, even 20, 30 years and go, wow, we really did do some things we set out to do. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, we, pretty incredible. We built it. Yeah. yeah, that's a very cool thing. So being farsighted is a leadership lesson that we can apply to marriage. So do you want to know the second one? I, the with sec- bated breath, I am waiting. The second leadership lesson is that leaders are passionate. 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 They're passionistas. <laughs> People who work with passionate leaders don't wonder what he or she stands for or whether they'll quit when the going gets rough and because tough. Because they're so passionate. That's exactly right. Yes. Leaders- I'm, a, I'm a passionista. <laughs> okay. Leaders commit to their guiding principles and they don't stray from it. And I think how important is that in marriage? Mm -hmm. I mean, after 25 years, I don't wake up with doubts about what's important to you. I would hope not. I know what's important to you. You are a man who lives your life with integrity. You walk out the commitments that you say are a priority to you. And so you are a man of passion, and I am the happy recipient of that every day. You're a happy recipient of what? Of your passion. Oh. Well, good, because there's plenty to go around. <laughs> but I mean, that don't you think that's a, an interesting leadership principle that you can apply to marriage? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I'm drawn to life and in work and in ministry and things that we're involved in. I think we're drawn to people that are passionate leaders. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they care about what it is they they really care about what they say they care about, right? And I think in marriage that's where that should play out more than anything is mm-hmm. because we do you know we talk with couples a lot, and one of the things they'll say is, "Well, my marriage is a priority to me, my family is a priority." But if you look at their calendar, right, it's not you know gelling because that really tells a lot about is it really a priority to you or right. is it what you say is a priority to so, you? Like that old thing we used to always talk about with finances, if you really want to see what people's passions are, look at their checkbooks. Mm-hmm. Of course, people don't have checkbooks anymore. Right. But look at their Quicken, their QuickBooks, but um, to find out where their money's going, because right. then you really know what your, your priority is. And the same thing is how you spend your time. Um, and so I think a person of, who has passion and who lives life mm-hmm. with passion and the idea of you know what's important to them and they live that out, right. I think nowhere outside of marriage would that be even more important that's right so i'm passionate about marriage and you're passionate about me and i am passionate about (laughs) you so see there are other things i'm passionate about besides rock and roll so indeed well that's another episode okay leadership lesson number three leaders are courageous leaders are courageous so that relates to marriage how you mean like you're willing to 
plunge the toilet or something? Yes, I'm so going to unpack that and so glad you asked. Mm -hmm. True courage means acting on our beliefs and decisions in spite of our fears. A lot of people think courage is the absence of fear, but of course, that's what requires courage is when you're fearful of something. Right. And so to me, here are some of the ways that courage plays a role in marriage. A courageous spouse makes necessary tough choices. Such as? Such as, like, this is going to sound really kind of cheesy, but saying no to things outside of your marriage so that you can be home and uh-huh. spend time with your spouse. Right. You know, we, we deal with this personally, but we also deal with couples who run into this all the time. There are a thousand good things that we could be doing. Mm-hmm. And we can say yes to all of them and burn ourselves out and not have anything left for each other. Mm-hmm. It's actually the courageous person who goes, you know, that's a great thing, but I got to say no to it because... Right. Of what my priority is. I think we see this a lot with ministry couples. Mm-hmm. We've definitely had to learn the art of doing this well mm-hmm. uh, because you can do so many good things in the name of doing good and yet neglect your marriage and family and things that are hopefully higher priorities for you. Yeah. The second thing uh, about courage is he is willing to be selfless for the good of the marriage. Who the husband is? Yeah, I mean, I'm interchanging he and she here, but uh-huh. he is willing to be selfless for the good of the marriage. I mean, how many times a day, as a married person, do you need to be selfless? Oh, boy. Constantly. Yeah. You know, we. I mean, we always talk about we don't wake up in the morning just naturally thinking about our spouse's needs. Right. We're human beings, and we're pretty self-centered. And so, yeah, the first thought you have is about yourself. <laughs> is about yourself, absolutely. Um, she does things that are personally difficult. You know, saying I'm sorry is personally difficult. That was another episode. But, um, you know, doing things that just aren't the easiest choices, I mean, that plays out in marriage all the time. Taking the high road is is difficult. Yeah. So it requires courage. Yeah. He takes full responsibility for his actions. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she admits and apologizes for mistakes. Okay. That's an enormous attribute in marriage. So, I mean, if you've got... One spouse who does all of these things, you're cooking. Uh-huh. But you got you have two spouses who do them, and I mean, you have got a marriage where the sky is the limit as far as success goes. So again, back to the fear thing, you're saying that a lot of couples, a lot of spouses are fearful to do some of these things. We're talking about even a, a, to apologize or to take responsibility or to make difficult decisions or set healthy boundaries in their marriage as opposed to maybe their broader life. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I think it's that people just don't know what they don't know. Because we sit with couples all the time who go, I want to be a good spouse. I just don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing here. You know, Uh I get that. Right. Um, But sometimes we behave not as well as we should out of fear. We're afraid to say we're uh, sorry because we're afraid to admit we're wrong. We're afraid to be selfless because we think we'll get steamrolled. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the things we do that that I think drill down to self-protection uh-huh. in marriage right. go back to fear. Right. And um and, I, and so I think it takes a lot of courage in marriage to live it out really well. Right. And to be the spouse that you're partner deserves self-protection that's a big issue there's a real tendency inside of us to want to wall off and keep ourselves from being exposed as Mm -hmm. far as revealing the chinks in our armor yeah and i like what brene brown says about courage because um you know in the marriage relationship probably more than any other earthly relationship we have Mm -hmm. 
you have to practice vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And you can't get to vulnerability without going through courage. Right. I mean, that takes, it takes courage to be vulnerable. Well, and again, where do you get that courage? I think you get it from God himself. Yes. And you are listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max, and if you are in the greater Houston area, we want you to know that we host a monthly date night called Dinner and a Marriage. We would love to have you join us. Visit dinnerandamarriage.org to find out more details. It's way fun. It is totally fun. Well, we're continuing our conversation about lessons in leadership, and before the break, we unpacked a few hallmarks of true leaders that can easily be applied in the context of marriage, and so do you want to keep going? Okay, so we talked about leaders being farsighted, uh, having vision. We talked about leaders being passionate. We talked about leaders being courageous, but they also need to be wise. Uh, A natural leader may not be the smartest person in the room that gives me great encouragement (laughs) Uh, but wisdom isn't necessarily the same thing as knowledge right indeed a wise person is is deeply curious you know we both talk so much about the importance of reading you know the importance of learning the uh, of being lifelong learners Mm -hmm. we believe wise people listen well they they assess situations objectively. That's hard to do when your emotions are getting mm-hmm, very hard tied to certain circumstances, certain situations. But but a wise leader or a wise spouse is really what we're talking about here. They reflect on their past experiences. They learn from those past experiences. They they act based on what they believe is morally right. Now that's something I want to highlight because you need to know what your convictions are first before you get into some of these unforeseen circumstances. Mm-hmm, that's a good point. You know, because you obviously you don't know every circumstance you're going to face in life, but if you've got your convictions, you're, you're going to highly increase the likelihood that you're not going to violate those convictions if mm-hmm. you know what they are. If you mm-hmm. don't know what they are, well, then you'll, you'll do anything mm-hmm. because you don't have a stand to take right. uh, one way or another. So anyway, so wise leadership, obviously that's a huge asset in the workplace. As you've been saying, how much greater is that characteristic in in marriage? Um, The wisest people we know are excellent observers. See, now again, that gives me hope too, because I observe. (laughs) You're an excellent observer. (laughs) That's right. I'm I'm good at that. (laughs) I can stand and watch anything. Also, a wise leader seldom has to have the first or last word. What do you mean? 
just not always needing to weigh in and say his or her opinion uh-huh. or whether they agree with something. And I think about people in my <laughs> life who play that out well, and that that's just a huge thing. Right. That's a huge thing. I think about some of our family fights, <laughs> not just with us, but even with our kids about getting the last word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As we're walking out of the room, yeah. I have the last word. No, I have the last word. That's right. Well, the Final. next leadership lesson is that leaders are generous. And, you know, we this is kind of a, a elementary idea, but true leaders share the wealth in so many ways. Okay. In business relationships, they might pay their people very well, but they also are quick to give credit to others for efforts and ideas. They are generous with their knowledge. They share information. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be generous with their faith in people, you know, yeah. choosing to believe the best in others. Well, and that thing you mentioned a second ago about giving credit to others for their ideas and mm-hmm. so forth. I think there's some people that would stay in a job that might not pay them exactly what they want if they were in an environment where they were getting enough affirmation and validation for their contributions and so forth. Yeah, you definitely. Know, it's amazing how long you'll stay in a situation if if it's a healthy environment. Yeah. And so, of course, you can see where this would be a tremendous gift in a marriage relationship. I mean, if you take it out of the business world or out of an organization um, model and look at um, being generous with positive intent, Mm -hmm. sharing power and authority, these Mm -hmm. are, you know, they're infinite opportunities to be generous in your marriage relationship. So, see, it's the same thing. You're willing to stay in this marriage with me, even though you don't get paid very well, (laughs) because I hopefully affirm you enough to make it worth it. You definitely affirm me enough. I hope there's other reasons you're staying. (laughs) Many others. You want to take the last leadership lesson? And then finally, the last leadership lesson is that leaders are trustworthy. Now, this is probably the most important hallmark of a true leader. And Mm -hmm. we're not talking about leaders being perfect because nobody's perfect. But yeah. uh, And and also leaders can lack some of these other qualities that that we've been talking about. But in general, we're not going to commit to a leader that we don't trust. In fact, some people say that the definition of integrity is is doing what we say we will do, when we say we will do it, and then doing it in the manner that we said we would do it. Mm-hmm. That, that's a pretty good working definition, don't you think? Yeah, and sometimes we don't keep our word for whatever reason. Things mm-hmm. get in the way, or we just didn't follow through. It happens. And that's when we come back and we say, you know what, I didn't do what I said I would do, right. but I want to honor that, and so I want to come back and try to you know, finish the job. I or want to be straight up about the yeah. fact that I didn't keep my word. Yeah, and that's that's integrity. Is, is you know at least coming back and trying your best to to do right by it later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just the idea of trust in marriage is, I mean, it's so basic that if you don't have trust in your spouse, you don't have much of a marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I hate to put it that bluntly, but it, it's like a core value, a core principle. So, but it's. Is that a hopeless thing? No, I don't think it's. Right. I mean, you know, people break trust all the time. That's we true. sit with couples all the time who've all the time broken more. an enormous trust. It doesn't mean you can't build it back. That's right. But I'm talking about in general, you know, general, you're clicking along every year and you don't trust your spouse. What we're saying is you need to build it back. Yeah, you need to build it back yeah. and create create the marriage that is trustworthy. Yeah. And so what did you think about the leadership lessons? Do you think they apply? In a good way to marriage? Yeah, no, I think this is really a a good conversation. Um, You know, they're all great qualities that will enhance a marriage for sure. And that's what we're about is just giving people 
one more tool, one more idea of taking it to the next level and taking your marriage to the next place. Yeah, I would just add that any qualities that we're going to incorporate of leadership, I I just don't think they come from inside of us. Mm -hmm. You know, even people will talk all day long about, well, this person's a natural born leader and so Mm -hmm. forth. I, I think these are divinely given qualities. Mm-hmm. So you well, they're it. character qualities. And to some extent, you can work on your character in your own strength. But I think, like you said, largely, it's divinely inspired. And we're all about personal transformation anyway. Mm-hmm. And so if you are being renewed and personally transformed by the Spirit, these are things that will be Yeah, um, this will be the natural. byproduct yeah, exactly. of spending time with God. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at Marriage to the Max. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. Also, we hope you'll follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or question you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, please send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org. And that is spelled H-U-R-S-T-S. So can we do a Beatles episode? Well, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.